traveler. Don't be afraid. Yet. And do not adjust your set, most likely because you're not listening to this on a set, but a mobile telephone, or a computer, or some other infernal machine. It is I, Lawrence, from Films Are Better Than People, and welcome to the first of four special podcasts for this most ghoulish Halloween season, where I get to know some of my nearest and dearest through their love of that most macabre of genres, the horror film. Everyone is asked the same six terrifying questions about the genre, but everyone has their own different horrifying take. The first episode is someone I've always wanted to get on tape, if only to blackmail her out of inheritance. <laughs> My younger sister, Calf. I mean, obviously she'd be the one blackmailing me, because, you know, she has so much dirt on me. I mean, how I did my hair in college and stuff. I mean, she has all the pictures. Anyway, never mind. Although siblings are fiendishly good at annoying each other, and trust me, she's brilliant at that, she's also one of the funniest and smartest people I know, which is why she was one of the first people I thought of to do this little midnight experiment with. Although a passionate servant of culture in a premier art gallery by day, by night, she devours everything about horror she can, and over the course of this podcast, we devour a bottle of wine. See if you can tell. Calf is torn limb from limb in this podcast, figuratively speaking, between so many conflicting ideas about horror. We also talk about the friend she's corrupted, mispronounce medical tools, and unleash an amazing alter ego for Kath at the end of the podcast, which I'm determined to turn into a horrifying franchise. All this and more you can look forward to in this terrifying first episode, where I ask Kath, who's your favourite monster? So, Kath, (laughs) welcome, welcome to... The podcast, <laughs> all about you and and horror. We've we've known each other now for many years, yeah. Sev- several years. It's been a few. It's been it? a few years. A we've few. known each other. Fe- feels like almost all our lives. <laughs> all my life. All your certainly. life. We've known each other, so that's true. Yeah. And now we're going to get to know you the f- through the gruesome, the macabre. The terrifying... It's how most people get to know me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've been you've been watching horror movies for a long time. Yes, yeah. Uh, this is probably your first time you're really, like, talking about horror movies for an extended period, or certainly recorded anyway. Yeah, I just thought this was such a good idea that you had to kind of base it around these questions and to all these different people that I just thought it was a good... Uh, yeah, when you asked me to, to come and speak... On the podcast, I thought it was too good a too good an offer to turn down. The, the only thing I'm kind of worried about is that we sound so similar. It's people <laughs> trying to be disorientating. Because usually, Sam, I, you're able to tell you two apart, but I think me and you speak so similarly that I think it's actually going to be all right. I'll endeavour to deepen my voice <laughs> as much as possible to take it as low. <laughs> Pretty soul, <laughs> like that's terrible. What I don't know that's what I'm doing no, now. That's terrible. This is no. it's like a dad joke or something. It's terrible. <laughs> All right. Well, then let's let's get stuck in with the first the first stab, right. okay. as it were. Uh, so, Calf, what is your favourite horror movie? Well, 
Well, like all things, I am fairly indecisive at mm. saying what my favourite is. And I know me and you had a conversation about... Well, actually, it was about favourite films. And I sort of said, well, I do have my favourite films, but I also think there are films that I've seen that I'm I'm like, those are the best films I've ever seen, you know, mm. in terms of the cinematography, like the dialogue, the music. And it's not that those two lists are really dissimilar, but I think I had a similar thing with horror. And actually, when I first started like thinking about this question, my initial feeling was that I wanted to talk about The Shining. Right. Come and play with us, Danny. Forever. But then I felt that... A strong choice. Right? I actually felt that I was like, I don't think within the the small time that we're talking, you can cover, you know, how incredible that film is. Mm. So I was going to opt to instead talk about the Blair Witch Project. Right. Which I love. (laughs) I'm scared to close my eyes. To open them. <laughs> and so sat down to kind of write down some ideas. I did have a glass of wine. I did have two, two glasses of wine. <laughs> and we're and, having wine now. And we're having wine now. There's so, wine now. <laughs> it's, so There's so much wine so in much our wine. lives and in your life God, that's helping so helping wine. move this podcast right? along. <laughs> really, it's the backbone. And basically what happened is that I wanted to write about, just really quickly say why I was like, wussing out of not talking about The Shining and then just ended up writing about The Shining instead. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm going to give a sly shout out to The Blair Witch Project. You know, when I say horror movie, favourite yeah. horror movie, why why is it that that has reached the top of your list? I think it was something, because we've talked about The Shining before, because I think we both watched it round our cousins when we were like, I must have been about... 11 or 12 yeah like i was really young and i watched it and i thought well i don't see what all the fuss is about really because i don't i don't i don't really get that and then i watched it again it was actually at leeds film festival and they had like a kubrick season as part of the festival mm-hmm. and i watched it and i was absolutely terrified like, I was so scared. It really mixes, you know, the intensity of, well, obviously the supernatural. Yeah. But also mixes it with very real horror, like isolation, fear, abuse. Like, it's all these things really encapsulated into a film. And as well, how rich, like, the, the cinematography, the music, pacing of the film. Yeah. And I think that also the thing I like about it is it's something that I continually return to, to almost find out more about. I think most recently I was reading about how Overlook Hotel, if you actually draw out how they move through the hotel, like the mapping of it, it doesn't make any sense. No. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. And it's all these things. That's crazy. You know, like down to the set design, all these things to disorientate you. I know people talk about it a lot. You know, it's like famously that that, uh, carpet. Oh, yeah. Right? And we've we've, we've got a tea towel. We've got the tea towel. Of of that pattern. We're loving it. We're representing. Yep. And even that is really, it's kind of all things that go into, as as the audience, as a viewer, to like disorientate yeah. you and to kind of pull you out of where you are. It, um, it, you've happened onto something as well, which is one of my favourite things that anyone's ever said about The Shining, which is something that you said, 
which is that it doesn't scare you when you're young but yeah. it scares you when you're old yeah or older i should say we're not old <laughs> still cool we're I'm fine cool. we're down I'm we young. know what that yeah i know what a tiktok is you yeah know. um <laughs> it's weird because most of the time it's the reverse isn't it i mean things are terrifying when you're young and then you come back to them when you're older and you go oh I, I, it's not as bad right. as i remember it complete reverse of the shining what why do you think that is because i haven't really been able to quite work it out myself maybe it's like because i think when you're young with horror you're just like looking to be scared almost i don't want to say like cheap frills but it is like you want like a really scary looking monster you want like a jump scare the shining doesn't necessarily have that but i also think you do feel much more empathy for the characters i guess it is as much as a horror film like an understanding of the family darling light of my life gonna hurt you you didn't let me finish my sentence i said i'm not gonna hurt you i'm just gonna bash your brains in. i'm gonna bash him right the fuck in <laughs> any stanley kubrick film is even if you have certain problems with it it looks amazing and the yeah. detail and the real depth of the stories is always something to be appreciated i think the shining is just something that I've returned to again and again to kind of not pick apart, but almost I'm interested into what people are reading into it, like how people have viewed it. Do you believe any of the kind of crazier theories about The Shining? Because I know there are there there are several out there. And like it's all about like the moon landing is a conspiracy. Landing, yeah, no. Well, I you know that I love to find out more about conspiracy theories and there's just endless depth to those theories what certain shots mean and but you know it's so so detailed and so thorough that there's just i let so much like enjoyment from just watching it it's kind of yeah like an enduring mystery to it that there's so many like readings of it there's so many different takes on it that that's just so interesting does that and that in itself is that kind of scary? Yeah, like the mystery of like, what does it mean? Like, what do you, <laughs> you know, you're trying to find out, and you're like, but what do you know? Why was he wearing a jumper that had a space shuttle on it? Like, why, why was that happening? You know, you find with it, so then, it manages to kind of worm its way under your skin. Yeah, I think there is something about like the unsettling nature of it. You know, you're just completely transfixed. And I think part of that, oh, that's do interesting. With the, do the isolation of it and feeling very because i think that's something that's really important in horror films it's certainly something that does scare me is films that you're you're stuck really that you can't get away from something i think you know the setting of of the overlook hotel you're certainly almost marooned there so often with horror films people sometimes their complaints like oh why didn't you just why don't they just leave and go, you know, why didn't they just make a different decision? Yeah. With The Shining, it's like, well, you can't, you can't get away. The thing that strikes me about The Shining is there's just so many open spaces, big, right. wide open spaces, and yet the whole film still feels so claustrophobic. Yes, and yeah. Why, so it's really, really strange because normally when I watch a horror film, it's all these tight little places right. things you can't escape. Yeah. That's, what they, that's how they convey that yeah. feeling. But in The Shining... It's like huge, wide, so right. many empty rooms, so yeah. many big, wide, open, empty reception area. Yeah. And yet it is absolutely terrifying. Yeah. And I think there's, you know, that's another thing that I love about it is people that I've talked to about The Shining. People have different takes and 
different parts I found particularly scary. You know, because it's not only a horror, but such an amazing film Mm. in itself. And I think with horror, it often sometimes feels like sometimes it can be a bit, bit cheap, but that it really feels like it's just such an incredible film. Tony, I'm scared. Remember what Mr. Halloran said? It's just like pictures in a book, Candy. It isn't real. So yeah, I know I mentioned earlier about the Blair Witch Project, which came out in 1999, and obviously that you know there's so much to talk about with that. Similarly, because of it coming out, people often, although it wasn't the first kind of found footage film, it definitely was something. It kind of came when the internet was becoming more mainstream. That kind of idea of like a they do say it's like the first kind of viral film, mm-hmm. and that you know, has similar elements of, like, the isolation and this kind of depth of, like, well, there is, you know, the story behind it, but the story going on in front of you. There's a lot of clever techniques in The Blair Witch as well. I always think that the scariest moment in The Blair Witch is not any time that they're in the woods, but a time when they're talking to one of the residents. And she says about the woman with the hair, right? That is the scariest. (laughs) She didn't say anything. But she just kept staring, and then she opened up her shawl. And what was under there? And under it, there was hair on her body, like a horse. So she was hairy from head to toe? Yeah, and her her legs, and you could see she was a female. It was just kind of, like, strange looking. (laughs) I remember watching it. So I did say this to you earlier, but when I first watched The Blair Witch, like many things in my life, I was like talking to a friend and we thought this would be a really good idea to watch this. And two hours later, we were terrified. You know, (laughs) it was like, yeah, like so many things starts as a really good idea. And two hours later, we're out of our mind, terrified. And I think, yeah, that was that was a real when we were watching the film, because it kind of happens early on. And they talk to a resident about, you know, have you ever seen the witch? And she just says, oh, just they just have hair everywhere and usually that would be really funny because i'm thinking about like well they look like like the sasquatch basically yeah but there was something in that moment that i was like that sounds horrible i'm watching a really different film here it was actually like like, there is that bit but actually the bit that really gets to me is they're talking to a resident and she's holding his tod her toddler and she tries to tell them about the blair witch and the kid looks really scared and tries to put his hand over her mouth says no no, no. I was like, oh my God. I was like, it, it's terrifying because the whole point of why found footage is scary is that it's supposed to make you feel like you're actually watching something that's really happening. Yeah. That you, it's really putting you in the perspective of those characters. Right. And when you see a moment like that, it feels like you've noticed something in the corner that no one else is noticing. Yeah. And that's really scary. Yeah. And that's the power of something like The Blair Witch. Yeah, I still really like it, but again, it's one of these things that's quite—I don't—not controversial. I can't think of the word, but it's like I've talked to so many people and said, "Oh well, I love the Blair Witch." It's project. divisive. That's it. Yeah, yeah, and like the Shining, when I say I love it, and often when I say that to people, there's always a couple that are just like, "Oh no, I thought it was really boring." Like you don't <laughs> see anything, do you? Like you know, the Shining, they just say, "Oh well, there's not really any." not really anything to be scared of is mm. there and similarly with the Blair Witch they you know they say oh well you don't really see anything do you I'm like tell me you didn't watch that 
last bit in the house and didn't absolutely <laughs> hide behind anything. Right? I yeah, I was like clinging Do anything on. I in was fear. like clinging on to my we were like clinging on to each other <laughs> in this like we were on this like crappy sofa in my front room, like watching this film like hold I told her it was gonna be really funny and we're just holding each other like terrified. Because <laughs> it just ends as well. It ends. Yeah. What a genius bit of how they marketed it and oh that you know that that's a whole other subject we that's could talk i do a whole podcast on that this is it this is why this question was so hard because i was like thought about the shining then i was like i don't want to talk about that because there's too much to talk about then started thinking about the blair witch and then again thought well there's just too much to talk about with that so yeah i think i'm gonna say the shining you're gonna say the shining but, but you couldn't resist out. talking about the blair witch no, yeah. Shout out to the Blair Witch Project. Well, it's why well, I like this question as well because right. it's like because it it means different things to different people. Yeah. So I'm glad we've got to explore it. This is not the way to get out of here. Fuck! So move, moving on, what's your guiltiest pleasure in horror? So my guiltiest pleasure in horror i will be honest like i do i love crap horror films <laughs> it's wonderful i think that's a wonderful right? wonderful so pastime I think, you know part of the thing that i like about horror films is that especially sitting down and watching it with friends you all get really scared together mm. you know and there's something like exciting like it's part of like the horror horror movie thing like the kind of thrill of it watching some crap like jump scare film mm. you're kind of sitting there going oh my god oh my god oh my god and then you know it happens i think i don't find that fun i just get scared i just no okay, i i can't on your own <laughs> it is, it but is e- even with friends i pretend that i'm i'm pretend i'm looking at something in the corner <laughs> or i i go like oh this pillow is really really interesting i'll just bring it up close to my face to like or you just yeah you just look like just look right in the corner so it looks like you're looking but you're not looking yeah. at the screen yeah i mean i say this like you don't know what no, i'm doing no i know but, because... but you you know what i'm doing because every time any time we've watched anything even mildly <laughs> scary you've you you've noticed this I'll that i've been doing and you'll I'll definitely go, call it out i'll go Lawrence, what are you looking at mate <laughs> <laughs> yeah one of the ones i recently thought of is i watched something called the boy which was about yeah. <laughs> uh, an au pair gets a job at a house and realises very quickly that the child she's looking after is actually a doll and that has a very specific set of rules for her to follow. Mm. And um, when she doesn't follow those, things start to go wrong. Music gives him so much joy. Brahms is not like other children. It is very important that you follow these rules. Be good to him and he'll be good to you. And it was just so terrible, but it was so much fun to watch. And it kind of reminded me that me and one of... Sorry, I feel like I keep being like, me and one of my friends. (laughs) I feel like I keep being like, me and... I've got friends, like, I'm I'm cool, I'm cool. But yeah, but this is, is but is it this? It does that slightly. Right? Does that slightly show something that is this? Is is this? Is is horror like a social thing for you? Maybe. Yeah, Do you think of all the genres? Because you don't you don't get together with your your friends and all what decide to watch like a rom com or an action or a serious prestige drama. 
Like, okay, maybe occasionally no, with the right friends. the rom-com. The rom-com does get put on. Oh, okay, on like right. a On like a Sunday when we're all kind of feeling sorry for ourselves mm. and Big kind night. of eating like hash browns. The rom-com does get put on. Or like a, sometimes a, a doc, you know, like a hard, not hard-hitting documentary, but a slightly scandalous documentary. Oh, okay. And then we'll go, oh my God, three <laughs> cups of tea. But um, I think I told you about... Um, that we would go to, like, me and my friend, well... To a, you can give him a shout out. Yeah, you can give a shout out. Me and Matty would go to CEX and look for, like, the £1 horror films that were on, like, DVD for £1. And one we loved so much was called Bagman. It's £1. And literally, <laughs> the killer, they just put they just put a brown bag on his face and they just put a smiley face on it and he was called Bagman. <laughs> And they did, and it was a classic case. It was a bit of a Friday the 13th of, of like, he came back to get his bullies, mm. basically. But when they did the flashbacks, they just used the actors as adults, but they put them in, like, school uniforms. <laughs> so we were like, wait, is this... Wait, are this a flashback? But they'd put like a grainy filter on it. Yeah. So we're like, oh, right. But yeah, that was incredible. So yeah, I have to admit. So the grainy filter that was supposed to mask the actual age of the actors. Right, and to make it look old-timey. Even though it was like, well, I guess it was just 10 years ago. But you put a (laughs) grainy filter on it. That'll work. That shows you're you're, you're in the past. That looks good. Yeah, we're in the past. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We're in the past. So, um, yeah, I do love, yeah, I love crap horror. Crap horror films. I crap mean, yeah, cheap, who doesn't? Know, like cheap horror films. They're just really funny. I love this idea of the one pound horror film from CEX. That's a great idea. That is such, that's such a great idea. I think next time I yeah. wander past a, a like a, a what one, one of these places, right. I, I'm going to go in and try and find a one pound no, horror film. No, it's really, yeah. I think I want to make it like a thing. Yeah, it's really fun. So, Kath, who's your favourite monster? So, I think I'm going to have to go for the Xenomorph from the Alien franchise. Commonly called just the Alien from the Alien, Alien, right? The, the Alien, Alien from, from Alien. Alien. The Alien from I was Alien. Like, I'm gonna, I'm a fan, so I'm gonna say it. You are, you are a big fan of right? the Alien films. They're, they're very sure. close to your heart. Do yeah. you prefer just on a side note? Do you prefer Alien or Aliens? So I actually got asked this yesterday, right? And like all things, gave a really vague answer <laughs> it's so hard if you don't want to answer you don't have to it's answer so hard to choose because again again it comes back to my life favorite films you've ever seen the mm. best films you've ever seen so i guess if we're going in those categories aliens that's like a favorite but best is alien yeah i i think that's fair i mean i'm in firmly in the alien camp yeah it, it's such an incredibly polished and atmospheric piece yeah. of work and it is just uh you know absolutely timeless timelessly scary nothing else looks like it nothing yeah. else feels like it like even though it is in many ways a traditional creature feature yeah you know, really but it's just updated for the 70s yeah basically so why the xenomorph it's just an amazing monster like it's just amazing creation an amazing creation yeah okay, it's amazing right. creation like just the design of it going off like H.R. Geiger, who, you know, designed the actual monster itself. Uh-huh. It's just 
the perfect monster and i think especially it has this great like duality Uh because it's a huge monster and is like a killing machine yeah but yet at the same time you know in alien it's basically invisible you know you rarely see it it also has this very like animalistic yeah feral quality to it it's a wild animal yes but they're incredibly intelligent at the same time so and bipedal and yeah. looks and has human characteristics right like the two hands, arms two legs, legs and yeah. Ar- yeah hands and uh, a mouth two mouths so it's almost like uncanny about it that it yeah. feels like you kind of you kind of understand how it how it looks but at the same time it's it's totally uncomprehensible it's just after you and you can't escape it and there's something really scary still about it you know that you can't a pure predator yeah not to use the other franchise not to mention predator but that's interesting because it's the when you when you talk about the duality of a xenomorph that it's it's kind of all things in what in a way or it's what it is what you're really kind you're kind of saying is that it's a composite of all the hunters yeah on our planet and that's all combined to a xenomorph and that that thing is coming after you yeah it's just you and that thing you know and there's so and i think you know especially with especially with alien like you know the setting of it is more although you know it's it's a sci-fi they're on a spaceship it you know it actually feels more like a haunted house they're so powerful and uncomprehensible and they're they're gonna they're gonna get you. Like that. So it's it. it's yeah, the right? kind of it's the it's the they're kind unstoppable. of they're unstoppable. Unstoppableness. Yeah. They're a force of they're a force of, of nature. nature. Literally a force of nature because yeah. they're the, it's the ultimate predator. It's the ultimate predator. And so that's what's I know kind we of keep scary. Saying predator. And <laughs> we do keep don't saying mean predator. <laughs> although shout out to predator. Yeah. But we don't mean predator. But that, that I think that's a thing. So yeah, the xenomorph because there's just something you can't comprehend about it and you can't stop it either i mean it bleeds acid so even if you get it (laughs) you're done like that you're getting burned with acid yeah a creature that gestates inside a living human host these are your words and has concentrated acid for blood that's right look i can see where this is going but I'm telling you that those things exist. Thank you, Officer Ripley. That will be all. Please, you're not listening to me. Kane, the crew member. Kane, who went into that ship, said he saw thousands of eggs there. Thousands. Thank you. That will be all. God damn it! That's not all. Because if one of those things gets down here, then that will be all. Then all this, this bullshit that you think is so important, you can just kiss all that goodbye. And I think there's something... Yeah, there's something really scary. So is this your favourite monster because it's scary? I think it's my favourite monster, yeah, because it's so so terrifying. I mean, it looks scary as hell, but it's also that terrifying nature of there's no real way around this. You know, you're, Mm. you're... you're done for. Like it's it's gonna the inevitability. Yeah, of it. there's there's something you can't you can't reason with them. You you don't have anything they want. Like yeah, you're they're just coming for you. They're just it's just really scary. It's pure monster, pure predator, right? Pure animal, and yet it's so it, scary. It, That's it's so also scary. So yeah, so like, powerful they... and strong, and yet also invisible and. 
so animalistic and yet so human. And then when you get to Aliens and you meet the Queen and it's like, oh, wow. Like, it just is, it's just so great. It's also, yeah, I mean, there's that as well. It's so masculine and it, yet it's so feminine at the right. same time because it's... There's just some, it, yeah. It's, it's the whole way that it works, its biology mm-hmm. is... You, you understand it without it having to be explained to you. Right. But there is something like birth in it, right? Which is very, very feminine uh by by definition right but we're getting heavy we're getting heavy but but then at the same time it's this uh creature of just pure violence and yeah, and dude, domination that's and that's yeah, not that's... something you'd link with birth perhaps you'd link that more with like predatory like masculine nature right yeah there's like a duality of it of like it's my favourite monster because it looks amazing and is terrifying, like surface level. Yeah. But also, when you get down to it, it's like, it's just going to get... There's nothing you can do. Like, you're totally helpless to this. Like, there's nothing you can do. Like, it's on your ship, like, you're done for. Like, you, you never it's want, so scary. You never want one as a pet, even like a little mini one or something? Oh, 100%. <laughs> I'm not sure what they eat. Do they eat people? Do they eat what? What do they even eat? I don't I know what you don't feed. Know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You'd feed it something. You know, it's like, You'd find oh, something you would want to eat. Yeah, no, it would. Um, but that's scary. What do you need? Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no, <laughs> it's kind of like mindless. Like, yeah, you just that's all you need to know. Like, it's coming to get you. Like, that's it. But there's something you know, especially with Alien. Like, you don't even, you don't even really see it until the end. But it's so scary. And that final conflict as well yeah. in Alien, that, I do really love that. The final conflict isn't really a conflict at all. Yeah. It's just this very slow, Ripley moving right. towards the, the, a plan. She's the last yeah. one left on the ship, just slowly putting everything together. Just You never know if the xenomorph is close. Right. And just, and just her getting to the point of like, I'm going to open up the airlock, like putting everything on and getting to putting on the airlock, and then it's right beside her. It's so <laughs> insane, like how well paced that is. And just, I think, obviously, you know, my love for it, you know, does my love for the films. Um, but yeah, to me, it is my, my favourite monster. <laughs> So, what thing in horror movies do you wish they'd stop doing? So this, yeah, this is something that I did when I think about it. There is holes. There is holes in in my reasoning. My main problem is explaining too much. Yeah. I think, and this is often the case with sequels or, you know, by the time you get to your third or fourth film, they have to go back to an origin story. Yeah. And I always feel like, actually, I didn't. I didn't need to know that. Not to continue to talk about Alien because I actually probably could for hours and hours. <laughs> but I feel the ultimate example of this is is Prometheus, because right. it's just like nobody, no one, no one asked. No one, no one was asking for this. No one needed to know, and and you didn't actually 
you didn't actually tell us anything no anyway. it also kind I of mean, ruins the point because right? i think the scary thing with, with alien they tell you everything you need to know right? about the alien without really telling you anything. telling you anything you see you see the egg you see everything right? you, you, you get it right? right and then and then the scary thing about it is like that's just one planet and yeah. that's one egg and that's just one thing that went wrong so, but space is massive and in space you can't they can't hear you scream exactly. as it goes so that's also what's terrifying about it it's like what what is out there right that could get you but then to, to do this whole thing where they're like oh actually the alien is very very important the xenomorph is the most important thing in the universe possibly it's like no that's that makes it that that puts it on the top of a pyramid, and that's not as scary anymore, which is kind of weird. How may I help you? How about some music, Mother? Selection. Richard Wagner, Das Rheingold, Act Two. The entry of the gods into Valhalla. Yeah, so that's my. So and... why would you rather not know? So I think I'd rather not know. Because this, this, so sorry, because this is the reason I said maybe I'd trip up a little bit. Because in some horror films, it's essential that you know the the story of it. So, say for example, I thought about the ring, right? You know, because they have to find the story to kind of to break the curse. But not all things need that, I think. And I think sometimes, yeah, there's a fear of the unknown and and kind of being helpless to stop whatever is is kind of coming to get you yeah i've obviously said about prometheus i also feel like in the newer halloween films they kind of confirm some elements that were fairly ambiguous before that were great yeah i know actually i've said about the ring but actually in the american sequels they go back and they look at the mum's history and it's like i didn't need to know you've now kind of pulled dragged this out a bit longer and i think i guess i guess actually you know my problem is is almost more with sequels of the films when they think Mm. they have to go back well i'll tell you what linking back to something you said before have you seen or heard about the boy 2 Oh, I've watched it. You've watched The Boy too. Katie Again. Holmes. <laughs> Where you been, girl? You know? <laughs> right? Yeah. In in the Scientology vaults somewhere being kept. Oh, bless her. <laughs> the, bless her. The, um, so, yeah, you watch The Boy too, and right. it turns out... it. Well, I mean, you, you'll have to pause this here if you don't want to hear the spoiler for The Boy too. but who really cares? Um, <laughs> the, but it's all demons, and it's like... Right? The the great thing the the thing is the boy the first one is not a great film no. but it's funny because there's oh, this fella living in the walls fella living in the walls <laughs> which is which is great who's doing who's moving all the who's moving the doll and everything yeah and there's something you know but I just think yeah and then me, it turns out to be demons so yeah and I think for me it's just actually sometimes either you don't need an explanation. For, for things like sometimes like i think we spoke about this earlier but i said for example like um the witch the robert eggers film mm. you know there's just just a witch in the woods and it's just bad <laughs> yeah and like that's all 
I need, I don't need to know this, obviously this, this didn't happen, but I'm just using an example. I don't, you know, if they did a sequel, they'd probably be like, oh, well, what happened to the witch before she got there? And he's like, mm. no, I don't need to know that. You don't need an origin story of the, no. out, of the Overlook Hotel and The Shining. Right. You don't I need don't to know need... how where everything came from. Right. Because that ruins it. Right. And it's actually, I think too often they think that people need an explanation like a full story but actually sometimes it's really scary you don't have to have that no i don't think you do i think that the unknown is the scariest thing and i think that's a classically scary thing so what but people feel they need to build up a kind of lore and a legend and stuff and you don't i don't think you really i don't think you always need to so the reason i like trip up on this sometimes is because when i talk about the shining i say how much i enjoy like revisiting and looking at like theories people have but i guess it's just with things like that that never confirm it for me anyway the the mystery is kind of more interesting that's different though because you're well first of all it's like you say right it's it's never going to it's it's a theory but you don't really know it's you going around the campfire and saying oh well why did the why why did the monster why was the monster never seen again did yeah. they vanquish it or did it actually get something else you know it's it it's it, it that's what you're talking about yeah um but actually when the story defines something then it takes away mm-hmm. some of the mystery and that takes away some of the allure or sometimes just takes away you know properly actually just defangs the monster like hellraiser i always think is a great example yeah. of this Hellraiser is a film I love, but even though it's called Hellraiser, the demons that live in the box or live it don't yeah. really live it get summoned by the box. Yeah. They they're not they never say they're from hell. They never no. mention hell in the in the original film. They're just demons from an evil dimension full of pain and pleasure. They're S and M They're S and M demons. That's what they are. And then later on, then by the time you get to like number ten yeah. I haven't watched all of them, but I know that by the time we get to number ten, they're talking about, oh, you must come to my to hell for judgment. It's like, no, that's not what you are. That's not what the film is about. The film is about the the, the film's about shagging and it's about S and M. Sorry, I know this this, I, but it just it just is. We shouldn't have had that wine. This is terrible. This is a terrible mistake. Um, He's going for another pour of wine. I'm going as for another. Says it. All right. Anyway, but that's. <laughs> Yeah, but no, it's it's the it's the the mystery of the unknown. It's, no, you, you shouldn't think... always you shouldn't or you don't have to dot every arm cross every t yeah. in horror. For me, anyway, I know some people find it like super unsatisfying when they just feel like there's unanswered questions. But I think particularly in horror, for me, certainly in in certain stories, it's very it it doesn't leave leave it alone. Mm. Leave them alone. It's funny because I an early memory I have of horror films actually mm. is like really wanting to know all the stories behind the monsters on, right. on the front of the video cassettes. Okay. Like seeing them and being like, I really want to know what his deal is. Right. <laughs> Which yeah. is a weird way to put it. But they can give you a bit, but don't have to give you all of it. I think that's the thing. You solved the box. We came. Now you must come with us. Taste our pleasures. Please. Go. Go away. Tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. Uh, so, uh, penultimate question. Okay. What's your favourite death in a horror film? So, we actually 
went over quite a few things, didn't we? We did. So, but first of all, I did talk about Alien. I don't want to ruin the mystery of the podcast, right? but we did do a pre-interview. You yes, know, just... but no, but that was more for me because I've never done a podcast before, so it was more Well, I'm glad to nerves. be here at the beginning of your career. Right? But it's Being more of my guest. nerves than anything else. <laughs> I did have an initial reaction, which was alien. But then for... I can't talk about it three alien, times. Alien, I alien, alien. I mean, so tempting, but I can't just make... I mean, tempting to make the whole podcast about it, but <laughs> not going to. Went over a few um, to think about, because I think, for me, my initial brain went to you know horror has allowed for some completely you know outlandish over the top like insane deaths yeah and i think my favorite has to be the thing with the kind of um chest defibrillator excellent i'm not saying that right Defibrillator. Defibrillator. So, defibrillator. <laughs> so, for for the sake of explaining this, yeah. there's a there's a monster yeah. that can take on the form of of anyone, mm-hmm. but it can control every single uh, molecule of its body. Yeah. So it can transform into it can it can mold the flesh yeah. into anything it wants if it has time it can morph itself into a, a a thing that looks like a person but if it doesn't really have time or just can't be bothered it just can make a kind of a mass of flesh and teeth and other things basically i don't know what the hell's in there it's weird and pissed off whatever it is so can you describe what happens Dr. Copper has taken Norris in and they he's collapsed and they're doing a defib... Def, why is this word so hard? Defibula- defibrillator. Defibrillator? defibrillator? Defri- now, I don't know if I'm saying it right, defibrillator. Wine, Shouldn't have had wine. wine. So that's kind of unknowingly to the gang. It has taken over Norris and he's collapsed. And so they... they <laughs> I'm just cautious to try and say defibrillator. Defibrillator. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. We got all night. Defibrillator again. So they're <laughs> they're pumping on the chest. <laughs> they're pumping on that chest. Yep. They're going for it, and then just as they rise up again, they push down, and his chest opens up into some kind of huge monstrous mouth, which promptly eats the doctor's arms (laughs) and i just didn't think those that was a line i'd ever say that was a comment i'd ever make Clear. there's something unexpected about it super grotesque um just mad it's just mad it's just utter madness, and I just. Is that it. what you're looking for in a really good death? A kind of a certain kind of. Oh yeah. Madness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think with horror, you can you can go to the the absolute extremes, utterly depraved. Like you yeah. can go to like the edge of madness with it because yeah. you can just do whatever you want. I think particularly that was something that I remember as well. It kind of happens in stages, like. Obviously, you're very tense because one of the crew is sick and you know something is wrong. So you're very, very tense. Then, unexpected, the chest opens up into a mouth. Yeah. 
that then bite someone's arms off, <laughs> that then transforms into this huge being. So there's so a next kind of, stage so after it. Just, it, just, it just after, after it eats the arms, it then tries to so turn then, into something else. Right, yeah, because then the Doctor kind of pulls back with his arm. He's screaming, the crew is screaming, Norris is screaming. Everyone, it's a frenzy. It's an utter frenzy. <laughs> and it's really, there's something it's really enjoyable about that. But it's like horrifying what you're watching. Um, but it's just, it's just, it's just really mad. There's the great bit I as love. well that they they manage to survive that, and they manage right. to flamethrower yeah, what's left do, of luckily. copper. But then you, what you you haven't said is that copper's head then detaches itself from its body, oh. grows a couple of legs, yeah. and starts to scuttle off. And just when all the gang is it thinks everything's done and they right. they kill they've killed all the things there they just see this little creature this little guy and then one of them, one of them just goes you got to be fucking kidding <laughs> and then it's so good you got to be fucking kidding Alice, and I, what I like about that you you're like oh. that's it right <laughs> <laughs> Look, at him. Look at him! <laughs> yeah, I fought for a for a long time about it, but I was like, "That's my favorite because it's just this the like, frenzy of like, it and hysteria." Like even you, as the like watching it, you just can't even believe the levels it's gone to. Of like, you can't believe what you're seeing, and especially like the effects back then as well. It's like a oh, mixture wonderful between... Wonderful prosthetics. It's it? incredible. It's a bit crap, but it's kind of amazing. Well, it's, it is and isn't. I mean, this is the... Yeah, the... it is and it isn't. Yeah, this is the thing. Sorry, because I shouldn't say it's crap, because it's not. Well, it, no, I mean, it, it's still really, really effective. Far yeah, more effective. Yeah. I mean, not to get into a massive prosthetics chat, because we don't have time for that right now. But, it, it, no you time. know, the, the, no time. No time. But the prosthetics are amazing. and right. And the, this is not the last time that I'm going to talk about the thing. Yeah, I think with people in on on this podcast. Yeah. So I know this is going to come up again. But no, I think that the special effects are uh, just amazing, and the the, yeah. the the way that film makes you feel is is really really yeah. strange. But you want so you want that <laughs> when you're looking for a great death, you want that I... that ex, that extreme, that over the topness, and that yeah. frenzy. Yeah, I think that's the that it's a real it just it just really ramps it up like within in like a matter of like 10 seconds. Yeah, I remember the first time I saw it kind of everyone kept looking around being like oh oh just you know, building just up and up and up. Yeah. Until it was like, you know, dog whistle level of like like no one could believe where you, it was going. So you like the fact that it kind of stacks on top and on top and right? on top. There was something really fun about that. Because I think the, like, the, you know what the a... thing does do that. There's lots of scenes like that yeah. where you feel like you don't know what's going to be around the right. corner, yeah. but it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's part of the thing. Like I enjoy why I enjoy horrors so much is sometimes the fun element of it. I'm getting that from you. Right. I'm, I'm not just getting a sense of you want to be scared, but there's definitely a sense of fun. And yeah, that is classic yeah. in horror. Like yeah. how seriously you take it varies wildly. Right. And I think that's really something, yeah, that I definitely think for me, there's like a fun, like I've know I've talked a lot about like the social element of like watching it with friends, like 
there's kind of like this this fun in it but also camaraderie yeah yeah definitely of like (laughs) we're all really scared but there's kind of something funny in that um but also that you know there are some amazing stories that can be told through it and amazing like ability like the creative ability to like create these kind of like fantastical creatures or situations mm-hmm. like the freedom with it it's re- is really amazing like the storytelling with it i think yeah. especially you know with people's fears can be very layered and really deep oh didn't didn't actually mean it to get that deep <laughs> yeah that's fine we were talking about hands defibrillators defibrillators yeah talking about like a frenzy and then i've just got really deep but um yeah no that's what i think about it if you're worried about me, if we've got any surprises for each other, I don't think we're in much shape to do anything about it. Well, what do we do? Why don't we just wait here for a little while? See what happens. This is the final question, right. and perhaps my favourite question, yeah. even though I'm not always sure how much it'll tell us about films. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you were in a slasher movie, right. but you were the villain, if you were the slasher villain, <laughs> the, 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 the monster, the antagonist, who would you be, okay. who would you go after, and how would you dispatch your victims? And so... <laughs> <laughs> It's and by all means, go as this is. If you want to open up your dark sides, and who who you must take swift vengeance on, right. then please do use this podcast as a place to to therapize and get that out of your system. So when I first thought about this question, I immediately thought about those seventies kind of European films like Suspiria and Queens of Evil as well they were yeah they were very stylish very like rich films like great music both about very chic of, very yeah, cool yeah, yeah yeah very cool like both well about, i like, guess the superior is a big topic isn't it like yeah. is it cool or not i don't know that's but no, uh, the, the style cool. no, it I'd is cool say, yeah i think well no well you know really suspiria like, you know suspiria better than i do yeah, yeah and kind of i mean those those two films that i have yeah examples of very stylish like very cool looking like great they were kind of about witches you know these kind of eternal beings yeah and you know initially i thought oh you know that's what you know that's how i'd like to be but i mean you know really if i was going to be some kind of like slash villain yeah it would be kind of close to a leprechaun <laughs> <laughs> You know that well, you've, got, you've had all this set up. You've had all this set up that you were going to no. be this this chic, swinging sixties witch right. with with lots Living of cool, cool flowing garments right. and and big eye makeup and right. and smoking a load of cigs. Smoking a load of cigs. No, okay, so no, you know that I would just be some kind of goblin, <laughs> right? I'd just be some kind of goblin. Anytime anyone ate too loudly, I'd be like. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I'd be gone then. I wouldn't last. <laughs> right. So, so, so this is great because 
what you've gone from is yeah, so like a like a, a dream of a, a sort of fashion dream right. into you know what I'm going to scrap all that. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to deal with this anymore. No, I don't want to get up and have to spend like ninety minutes um, applying everything right. and and like straightening no, my hair and stuff. It's like, like you know, you just want to be a goblin. Know who I, you know me, and you know, like I wouldn't be that cool person in the woods. Like luring men to their doom, I would be a goblin or some kind of slug <laughs> under a bridge. Anyone that <laughs> ate too loudly, I'll be running out, being like, "Shut up!" and then like clubbing them. Club, <laughs> clubbing them. So hang on, so hard. This has gone so differently so to what I thought I would say. So right? is it just if they eat too loudly, or is it is you it just know, general annoyances? So like you know, it'd be really petty. It's the petty annoyances. Right. So it's, it's the. I can't pretend I'm going to be some really cool person. Like some really it's cool the eating too loud. It's the it's sipping you know, water. And it's the, what's annoying is like it's not my choice, but I just know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> so your so weapon bad. would be a club, some kind of some kind of bludgeoning instrument. It'd be like a mixture between like carry and gremlins. <laughs> like, Amazing! I have the like psychic powers. Oh like, uh, yeah, because you don't want to move, no, do you? You can't no, be bothered to move because you because you're in you're in your comfy clothes. Right, you're in your comfy slug clothes, right, and slug you just want to be like whoop up you go and out the window. Right, you want to be like be you want to be like levitate of, something and chuck it into someone's it face. Be like it's because I'm trying to you know when you first when I first thought about this question I was like you know I want to say something really like clever or like really profound but just be those people that are just really annoy me they're just really annoying and it's and it's little annoying habits right like there's the so eating too loudly is something I let's let's of. make this list okay so eating too loud eating too loudly really like really slow walkers who walk in like the middle of the pavement the, the middle of the street like i need to get round you like if you want it that's fine not everyone walks quickly but just like be spatially aware okay uh how about so uh, no no it's not bad this is this is great this is your true form this is your right. this oh, is God. this is like a goblin of yeah. annoyances it'd be like a jekyll and hyde situation <laughs> i think with me that it would be i'd be fine i'd be normal until i wasn't and then you get clubbed why i'm so threatening no but yeah no that well because i love this because i I, because i think you do i think you do dress really really well thank you and i and i and i I think you always look great but i do know that there's this side of you that's that's just like i want to do like i think and everyone has this side where it's just like I want to give up, and I want to wear. I want, I want com- goblin mode, as is common. I want to be. I want to be comfy. Right. I want to eat a, a, a share size bag of something right. and veg out in front of something, right? And what you've done is you've weaponized that side to do good against people that annoy you. But you also know that I have like irrational annoyances. Like for no mm. reason, I would speak to someone. I'll be like eating with their mouth open. They kept like scratching their ass or something, and I'll be like, "That was so." And you'll be like, oh, "I didn't even realize." Yeah, but to and you, just... it's that's when the club, right. the club's coming that out. That's when the club... goblin, the goblin Getting man's club. coming out. Goblin calf with a club. But it's just that it's my that I know in myself that for some reason I have like 
I just will all of a sudden feel like so annoyed by something. Like, mm. I'll just... You know, when you walk to the bus stop and you just see the bus go past. And you're just like, ah! Someone's oh. getting clubbed. Someone's right? getting clubbed. You're getting clubbed. <laughs> you've been clubbed. Like, you're getting clubbed. Like, you're getting clubbed. Like, it's like that, you know, you go to the shop and you're like, oh, I just really want it specifically, like, this thing. And then it's just, ow, getting clubbed. Like, you're getting clubbed. So that's that's it. Although I'd like to think of myself as, like, a really ethereal, timeless, beautiful being, living in the woods making a statement on you know europe in the 70s Mm. i actually know that i'd just be some goblin clubbing people (laughs) (laughs) this is why it's my favorite question and i am you know i've had some red wine and i'm okay with that so um what have we learned i feel that we've uh (laughs) The great unknown seems quite right. powerful to yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. But also, you don't need to know too much, and that the unknown is scary. Yeah. But also, some, there, the there's fun something. Of horror. The horror. But also, like, the fun of horror. Yeah, right? And being the social side of horror. Yeah. And, like, being, and being able to. Because I always do think of you as a very social person, and you're. If you, I'm not trying to club them. If you're not trying to club them, <laughs> then you're a very social person. And so, like, I think that you're. That obviously, like, horror is almost like a yeah. kind of communal activity for you. No, definitely. But, but, then, but then at the same time, beware annoying you. Or otherwise, you'll face vengeance, clubbing vengeance. So, yeah. No. I love this. If I was going to be, I'm not saying that's me. Mm. Now, mate. No, no, but no, I agree with, yeah, no, I, yeah, I really agree with that. You know, like, I love horror films so much, but yeah, you're right. Like, I do love the social element of it. Like, the kind of fun, the really fun parts of it. Uh, when when You just love it all. all. Just love it all. Just love it. Just love it. Well, so, um, Kath, thank you very much. No problem. (laughs) <laughs> for being on the podcast I feel like we've learned a lot and I've also learned so I've also learned to I'm definitely going to re- I think I'm going to need to rethink the eating policy <laughs> I mean I'm not because I'm a terror because you know because no, e- even if I'm trying not to eat loudly I still know I'm going to be eating too loudly for you <laughs> so I'm still getting a club in <laughs> but like yeah, I can't believe like, like we've ended the podcast and it, I'm just focusing on the the club goblin because yeah, we've covered so many things that i think were really club great goblin. but the, the goblin the cloblin that's the name of the film the cloblin oh, oh that's no. so good it's so true though oh this podcast is going to be like 50 percent cloblin but anyway yeah thank you for being on the podcast no that's no problem Oh, I do hope you survived your encounter with Who's Your Favourite Monster? A Films Are Better Than People production. Make sure you subscribe to us on whatever platform you're listening on. You can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. You can also follow us on Twitter at Films Are Better and like us on Facebook.com forward slash Films are better. We hope to be seeing you again very, very soon.